And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Pug and Cop Boxing Show. This is Mike Coppinger alongside Lance Pugmeyer of The Athletic. We have a big show for you today. We're going to be joined by the legends, Oscar De La Hoya, who's going to discuss his show this Saturday, headlined by Virgil Ortiz Jr. against Maurice Hooker, his past with Canelo Alvarez, his future with Ryan Garcia, and much, much more. We're also going to discuss the return of one of the best fighters in the world, Arthur Beterbiev, who fights this weekend on ESPN Plus against Adam Danes. And then finally, we'll get into some news and notes. So if you aren't already, please subscribe, like, rate, review. Now we're going to get right into the show. Let's get ready to podcast! If you're going to go stick your head in the sand like that, get out of the sport. Mike Coppinger. It's creating a huge mess. It's absurd. No, you're wrong. So, it's, it's, it only, seems the only like a cash grab. You need to turn up and you need to be on it. We just started going at it. You got to go eat. The Pug and Cop Boxing Show on The Athletic. Lance, Virgil Ortiz Jr., one of the best young rising stars in the sport. Really impressive guy. Fun fighter. All action. Knows how to cut the ring off well. Strong, powerful, nonstop pressure. What do you see in him? I mean, all of those things and more, Mike. I mean, I, the, the bottom line is, is that this is a kid who is tremendously committed to all of, you know, uh, gaining all of the fine detail it takes to be a, an elite level champion boxer. And, you know, he's he's reached this point. They've put him in there against some veteran guys. And he's beaten these guys so so one-handedly, you say like, oh, well, you know, how good are these guys? Are they all, has time passed them all by? And I, I kind of believe that, no, it, it hasn't passed all of them by. I just think that Virgil Ortiz is, is that strong at this point. I think now comes the ultimate test for him and the former 140-pound champion, Maurice Hooker, because Hooker, you know, is, has 10 inches of reach advantage on, on Ortiz. He's a guy who, you know, we've, we've seen fight before. This guy is savvy and knows what to do. And he's working in a great camp with uh, Brian Bo McIntyre and Terrence Crawford. So he's leaning on a lot of institutional knowledge. And it's, he's really, uh, Hooker is really at a point where he wants to be a, a 147 uh, pound title uh, challenger as well. So he needs to win this fight. There's a lot at stake for him. So you're going to see a very a game live dog in Maurice Hooker. And I believe he's about a six to one uh, underdog, uh, uh, according to BetMGM. And if Virgil, you know, makes it easy work for him, then, you know, look, he's he deserves the opportunity at one of the champions that is out there right now. And yes, it may be too soon for someone like Terrence Crawford, but you look, Canelo Alvarez took on that same challenge at 23 against Floyd Mayweather Jr. It didn't seem to hurt him too bad, so why not? Do you think that he can get to that fight um, with a comfortable victory over Hooker on Saturday? I mean, we'll ask Oscar De La Hoya what he thinks about if they think they can make this a reality. But yeah, I think it's a f- great fight depending on how good Virgil Ortiz looks. You never want to rush a guy, but you also don't want to baby these guys either. And there's no one out there for Terrence Crawford really right now. So yeah, that could be a great fight. And as we had in your story, and as we heard from Virgil earlier this week, he really wants that fight. So 
Let's see. But Lance, I love these kind of crossroads matchups. We need more of these in boxing. These are throwback kind of fights. Virgil Ortiz trying to prove he's the real deal. Maurice Hooker trying to pr- prove that he's still one of the best fighters in you know the 140 to 147 pound division, trying to hang around still. He knows that even in a loss, he needs a strong performance to stay relevant. So look, we know how damning it would be if Virgil Ortiz just steamrolled him. And I think it's exciting because the welterweight division has been one of the best, if not the best in boxing for at least 10 to 15 years now. And now we have a young, nice young crop of fighters coming up at 147. And this is Virgil Ortiz's first true test. And then next month, we have another outstanding talent, Jerron Boots Ennis. He's going to have his first real test against Sergey Lipinets. That's April 10th on Showtime. So I think those two guys right now are the future. And I love that we're getting two real litmus tests for them one month apart. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. And look, I mean, I think as uh, people who follow the sport, uh, the hope is is that both of these young kids will look so sensational. Um, it's just it, to me, it's going to be tough to, for any of these champions to want to get Boots Ennis in the in the ring with them, right? I mean, he just looks so superb at this point. And maybe you can say the same thing for Virgil Ortiz. So it's like, which champion will bite and say like, bring on those one of these young lions uh, to get in the ring with me? Because whoever it, whoever does has the biggest balls in my book. I mean, that could be the absolute super fight in a couple of years. It's Jerron Boots Ennis against Virgil Ortiz Jr. Tremendous style matchup, too. You have Boots Ennis, who's a ferocious boxer puncher, likes to box off the back foot, but has a tremendous counterpunching skills, really athletic. And then Virgil Ortiz, who comes straight forward. So I think we're setting the table right now. Let's see how these guys develop. But they both seem like can't-miss guys. And now, Lance, let's welcome in Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, you know, one of the one of the biggest rising stars in the sport, Virgil Ortiz Jr. You've de- promoted him, developed him. He fights in his biggest fight yet, Maurice Hooker, this Saturday on the zone. Why do you think he's ready right now for a guy like this? You know, I mean, the, the fact that he's uh he's been stepping up in competition uh the right way. He's been fighting and knocking out those guys that supposedly should be giving him uh, a, a tough test. And he's been passing that test with flying colors. Um, I, I just thought that it was the the right time to do it, especially with having guys like uh, like the Terence Crawfords, uh, having guys like Errol Spence and Danny Garcia, and uh, and all those guys at one forty seven. I mean, the time is now. And and uh, him fighting Saturday night against Hooker, and if he looks great, if he passes that test um, the way I think he should. Um, and it's not going to be easy. I I just feel that he's ready for anybody. Yeah. And Lance, Lance had a really interesting story in the athletic this week, polling boxing insiders about Virgil Ortiz's readiness for such a fight with Terrence Crawford. And I look back and I just think that in boxing, we have too much babying going on now. And I know that's not the way you were brought up and it's not the way some fighters are brought up, but a lot of times these days you hear promoters, they want to do 25 easy fights, 20 easy fights. Why is that the wrong approach, Oscar? Well, look, it doesn't, it doesn't do the, first of all, look, it doesn't do the fan any justice. It doesn't do the fighter any justice and it doesn't do, it doesn't do uh, the promoter any justice. I mean, when you, and that's the right term, actually, when you baby a fighter, um, you're not developing him the correct way. Uh, You're not making any fans uh, the the way the fighter deserves uh, uh, to have fans. 
um, and you're not doing the sport any justice. I, I, th I think that there's, there's a, everything is calculated and everything has to be precise, you know, and, and, and that's exactly why, you know, yes, we don't baby our fighters, but we're not going to throw them in with lions right away, but we're going to put them in fights where they have to, where they have to walk through fire. You know, I mean, when you walk through fire, yeah, you're going to get burned here and there. But if you can pass that test, then you move on and you're, you elevate your game. What are you, so saying that, what are you looking for him to accomplish in this fight against Maurice Hooker on Saturday, Oscar? You, you know, Lance, I, I, think, I, think that, I think that the fact that Maurice is going to give him angles, he's going to give him speed, uh, the experience that Maurice has. I mean, he's been in there with, uh, with Ramirez, for instance, which was a great yeah. fight. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's going to give him, you know, that experience, the confidence. Um, if he can beat a fighter like Hooker on Saturday night, imagine what it does to his confidence level. Um, you know, it, it, it elevates him to another level. It elevates him to that championship level where he deserves to be. The thing that's shined in the story that I did on Virgil and, the, you know, talking about his readiness for Terrence Crawford is time and again, it came back to the point of, the reason we believe in this guy is because he's in the gym all the time and he's so dedicated. Is that the thing that you see that shines about Virgil Ortiz more than anything, even beyond what you've seen from him in the ring? You, you know, you know what I see is, 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 is a combination of, uh, of, of different things. For instance, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's very dedicated. You're right. Uh, he loves working out. He loves running. He loves, uh, yeah, he loves being in the gym. He's, he's, he's a gym rat, what we call mm -hmm. it boxing. And, uh, but he's also, he stays humble. You know, he stays hungry. And I think that's one of the most important attributes that a fighter can have is to stay hungry and humble, you know, because you never hear Virgil Ortiz talk about, well, I should be making this and that and that. You know what? When, you, when you're in these types of fights, when you're in the championship level type of, 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 of boxing and you take care of business, the, the money will come. The money, you know, I always tell the fighter, take care of business in the ring. Do what you have to do. Yes, we're going to pay you what you deserve, obviously, and we pay you very well. But the money will come once you get to that championship level. Everything will fall into place. All you have to do is focus on your boxing. Yeah, speaking of that, Oscar, you have a guy in Ryan Garcia who's developing pretty rapidly. He had a great performance against Luke Campbell in January. What's the latest with him? Um, we are, we are, uh, we've talked to his manager uh, recently, and, uh, and uh, we presented a, a deal for him, a fight package deal for him that, uh, that he really loved. Um, you know, my plans for him is to, uh, is to, you know, possibly have a world tour with him. You know, Ryan Garcia is in a very unique position, for instance, okay? He's in a very, very unique position. If you take a look at Ryan Garcia's uh, Instagram uh, followers, okay? Uh, you know, and he's not even world champion. He's a very popular fighter all over the world. So we have to make sure that we present to him very unique ideas. And so in the weeks to come, in the days to come, we're going to sit down with Ryan and explain to him the plan that we have. And, uh, you know, and I think he's going to be very excited about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very uh, pleased with what we came up uh, for Ryan. Uh, it's going to be very unique. I don't think uh, any other fighter has done this uh, uh, since Muhammad Ali, for instance. So uh, we, we, feel, we feel that uh, that Ryan is in a position where, you know, he's a global superstar. 
And I think that's really important for the growth of the sport. I think a lot of us Americans forget that there's a whole big world out there and we get stuck in this kind of incestuous mindset with the Americans. But right. boxing is a global sport and it's a lot bigger right. in the UK, for example, than it is right. in the US. How yeah. important do you think it is for the health of boxing that we continue to branch out? Yeah, no, it's very important. I mean, look, uh, Dubai has opened up for us for the sport of boxing. Uh, the UK is huge, like you said. Uh, Mexico has always been big. Uh, you know, the U.S., uh, if you have the right fighters, the right fights, uh, we fill up arenas. Um, so, look, boxing boxing is a sport that is a global sport. And uh, as long as you have the right fighters and the right fights. Um, and like you said, look, I mean, the, the social media world has brought the world together. And, uh, you know, it's a matter it's a matter of time uh, that uh, that we see these big, huge, mega fights uh, take place uh, in the years to come. Great. So that would include, I mean, look, Oscar, I mean, what you just got done saying about Virgil, I think is somewhat in play with Ryan as well. I mean, these these fights against the guys like Devin Haney, uh, Gervonta Davis, yeah. Tiafimo Lopez are at hand. How important is it for you as the promoter to make sure that Ryan is involved in those in those bouts? And what what is the time frame that you have in mind on those? Yeah, look, I, I was I was with Teofimo the other day. Uh, he was uh, he was filming a commercial for uh, for his next fight uh, on Triller. And 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 let me say one thing about about Triller is that let me tell you they know they know how to do it. This this commercial is gonna be like a like a like a movie. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to, to Teofimo and, uh, you know, I, I've never, I've never met such a nice kid, uh, outside the ring. And obviously we know he's a beast inside the ring, but look, the bottom line is, and the truth is, is that everybody needs Ryan Garcia and, and, and that's the world we're living in. Everybody needs Ryan Garcia. So I, I was talking to Teofimo and he can't wait to fight Ryan Garcia. He wants to fight Ryan Garcia, but it, it, it's a matter of fact is, is that. We feel that Ryan Garcia is in a position right now, okay, that he can call the shots and not even be world champion. That That's the unique part about this. So, look, I, they just have to let me do my job and, uh, and we can make all these fights happen. You know, Oscar, I can remember the most determined that I can ever re, uh, recall you as a promoter was at the time when you were splitting from Richard Schaefer, where basically you were taking your business back and you said, like, you know, this is mine. I'm taking full control. And I I see a little of that going on now. I mean, I know, okay. you know, you've gotten through the split with Canelo. Are you sort okay. of feeling the same way or even more emboldened about this is my baby and th these are the big plans that I want to yeah. execute? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, it's it's not easy being a promoter. I mean, as as you know, Lance, uh, um, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster uh, for many years. Uh, but we're still here. You know, I mean, uh, at this time now, we promote Ryan Garcia, we promote uh, Jaime Munguia, we promote uh, Virgil Ortiz, uh, you know, we promote uh, fighters like uh, like uh, Jojo Diaz, we promote fighters, you know, Seniesa, who's fighting for the world title. So, look, we're, we're very proud of, of, of what I've been able to accomplish through the trials and tribulations. I mean, you know, I mean, I've had people try to take over my company uh, in a hostile way. I mean, and we've survived it, you know? So I've had, I've had fortune 500 companies trying to bury me uh, alive and we've survived it. So um, it's, it's, it's a matter of, uh, of, of making the right moves. It's a matter of, uh, you know, I love what I do. 
I really do. I, as stressful as it can be, um, you know, as much as I have to keep dyeing my hair, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not an easy job, but it's a job that I love doing. All right, Lance, let's take a real quick pause here as we hear from one of our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, and uh, Oscar, speaking of Jojo Diaz, I, we ran a story last week about, you know, this all these things he's been going through with his managers, uh, Ralph and Moses Heredia. It's obviously an ugly situation, had his car taken away. What were your thoughts on all that? Uh, um, look, I mean, he has he has his issues with his manager, and, uh, you know, we try to stay away from it. We, look, uh, Jojo's happy with, with, with what we've, you know, accomplished for him, what we're doing for him, uh, you know, the the managerial uh, issues are, are, you know, issues that are unfortunate, but uh, it happens in boxing. You know, hopefully he can get through them and and uh, and, uh, and and take care of those issues. Um, but uh, we have big plans for Jojo. We, I think Jojo is one of the best fighters out there in the world. And, uh, you know, he deserves a rematch with Farmer. He deserves the big major fights. I think Jojo can go in there with anybody and give, give them help. Yeah, and he's a great action fighter. He has a ton of yeah. charisma. And I think... You know, it's too bad he lost the title at the scales, but I think he has a bright future. But a guy who has a bright future maybe as well, Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, you've talked a lot about <laughs> <laughs> you talked a lot about fighting again, and we see you're in great shape. And you said that you were with Triller the other day. Triller's in the entertainment business. Oscar De La Hoya also in the entertainment business. We know you always brought all the celebrities out to your fights. I remember that Sugar Shane Mosley fight at Staples Center. Are you going right. to be fighting on Triller? Is that a possibility? Um, no. No, no, it's, uh, you know, I was, I was out there to, uh, to go just to go check things out and say hi to my good friend, uh, Ryan uh, Kavanaugh. Uh, but again, he's doing amazing, amazing things for boxing. I think he's changing the sport. I think, I mean, not really changing the sport because boxing will always be boxing, but we have to, we have to, we have to take into consideration that, I mean, look with, with all this social media and the YouTubers and this and that, why not open up a division that is just solely entertainment, you know? Fighters want to, I mean, these YouTubers and, and athletes, and they want to be involved in fighting. It's like, it's like, for instance, I want to be, I wanted to be a singer one day. I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a football player one day. I want, you know, but the beautiful thing about this is that other athletes can become fighters if they want, if they want to, not in the real boxing world, but if we can open up a different division, that's entertainment. I think it sells. Yeah. And I know that maybe some people don't take it seriously, your comeback, but I think you are serious. I am taking it seriously. What's the latest? When can we expect to see you in the ring? And maybe against what kind of fighter? 
Well, look, I mean, I've, I've, I've been training for the last two months. I mean, it's no secret. And I feel, I feel amazing. I mean, I, I sparred the other day and I swear to you, I didn't know, I didn't know how good I was. I, I had forgotten how good I was. I, I seriously forgot how good I was. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, look, the legends of the past, if you compare them to the fighters of today, it was a whole different, it was a whole different beast. It was a whole different animal, a whole different game. And so, I mean, imagine if I go up against, uh, you know, a big name fighter from the UFC or something, or a big name fighter, whoever, I don't, I don't care who it is. I mean, I always fought the very best, but uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing it again. I just have to make sure that my health is okay. Maybe not a fighter, but UFC is Dana White. Dana White versus Oscar De La Hoya. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine the, <laughs> could you imagine the pay-per-view buys? I, I think he would have to lose like a few pounds. I mean, this guy looks kind of big. <laughs> who is who is the one fighter oscar and your you know whether it's on your resume or someone that got away from you during your career that you wish you could fight if you could get this person in the ring to kind of finish you know these uh, the the unfinished business who would it be i think i think the only fighter out there that uh that you know obviously that i would think about is is floyd mayweather i yes. mean you know the fact that we had a rematch clause uh in, in our contract um you know, for a year, and then he retires for a year and one day. I mean, what kind of cop out is that, right? Um, that's probably unfinished business, right there. Could that happen? I they, anything can happen now with all the money being thrown around. Yeah, you know, you know, money Mayweather. He's 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 all about the money. One of the things that I thought was pretty cool is I know not too long ago you had a lunch with Bob Arum, your former promoter. And the thing yeah. is, Oscar, I mean. Um, if anyone among all the promoters has talked about the benefits of cross promotion, it's been you. Um, it are, is working with Bob something that you definitely foresee in the future? I know you've worked with him on some fights within the past year, but I'm talking oh, like yeah. high high level elite fights. Yeah, no, I mean, we, look, we talked about uh, we talked about Virgil with Crawford. We talked about uh, Ryan with uh, with uh, Theofimo. Um, there's there's many fights out there we can do. I mean, uh, Bob Arum has this kid i believe that's a middleweight um that would be great for mungia for instance so we talked about different fights that we can cross promote and and, you know and just just make for the fans i mean that's that's what i was all about uh for my career uh, my personal career i mean that and that's what i'm all about uh, as a promoter speaking of bob um bob is a promoter who likes to be talk very freely right about situations with his fighters you yeah. said recently that someone needs to talk some sense into Ryan Garcia. What did you mean by that? No, I mean, look, what, what I mean is that, look, fighters have to let us promoters just do our job. That's basically it. You know, we know what we're doing. We, we, we've been in this business for a very long time. And I understand the fighters get eager. They, 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 you know, they, can, they can call out a fighter and, and they can talk smack and this and that. That's fine. But just let me do my job, you know. I'll, I'll, let me take care of business, and we can we can make these fights happen. Oscar, you know, you ha- you had a really successful relationship with Canelo Alvarez. He was developed yeah. into a, a mega star. He's the pound for pound king right now. When you watch him now, now that he's no longer with you, are, do you still have a sense of pride? Oh, absolutely. I look. I mean, what we build uh, with Canelo and uh, where we got him to. I mean, we. We we basically made him the big the the the, the richest you know, athlete in the history of any sport, 
you know, on paper. And he was making more money than what he's ever been making before. So uh, I was I was very proud of that. I wish him all the best. I mean, look, when Canelo fights, everybody wins. The boxing world wins. So I, I wish him all the best. Could you have done anything differently, Oscar, to have salvaged that relationship? Or was it, you know, going to end that way? You no know more? what? I mean, they look, once once the pandemic hit, I mean, it, it shook the world, obviously, literally. And, uh, you know, um, you know, it's, it just made it difficult. It made it difficult. Uh, the relationship was, was a little stressed by it. Um, you know, there was nothing I could do. Uh, you know, a lot of fighters, what they think is that the grass is greener on the other side. Well, let me tell you one thing. It's not. You've got another uh, significant Mexican fighter that you just signed, Gilberto Zerto Ramirez. Talk, yeah. talk about your plans for him uh, and how talented do you see him as being? I, I can see him obviously becoming a world champion once again. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, to be the first uh, Mexican world champion at 168 is, means a great deal. He's still undefeated. He's only 20, what, 26 or 28 around there. Still young. He's in his peak. Um, I have big plans for him. I want to take him to, to, to 50 and 0. I want to take him to 51 and 0, 52 and 0. Um, but in stiff competition, there's a lot of fights out there for him that are, that are great, you know? So, uh, we, we strongly feel that in the future, a clash with Canelo and Sudo Ramirez can be one of the biggest all Mexican clashes in, in the history of the sport. Oscar, obviously you're an ambassador for boxing. You're one of the most recognizable fighters on the planet. And we still have so many issues facing the sport, too many titles, PEDs, the best not fighting the best. What's the number one issue you think that you can personally help fix? I think, I think it's the world titles. Um, Look, I've been, I've always been a huge advocate of, uh, of, of one world title in in, in every weight class. And uh, look, I have to say, and and I do have, you know, uh, part to, to do with this title, but the ring belt is, the ring belt is recognized all over the world, and it's 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 a world title that is not. Uh, it doesn't charge you any sanction fees. There's no politics whatsoever. It's the best fighting the best. There's a panel of 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 of, of great writers who uh, who decide who the champion is, and 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 there's there's nothing to it. It's it's you're either number one or number two, and either you lose it in the ring or you don't. That's the bottom line. So. I think this world title issue is 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 uh, is is a, is a confusing one for the for the fight fan. I think it's uh, it's it's not a it's 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 not good, obviously, for the sport. But if somehow we can keep um, um, developing, you know, uh, uh, these champions um, and 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 recognizing the top guys uh, as the ring champions, uh, you know, and these fighters advocating that world title, I think eventually. There might be a change, but it's not going to be easy. I think they do do that, as as we see. I mean, we see a lot of fighters. I mean, I know Tia Fimo, um, right. you know, hold up that ring belt, and it's with great pride. I think out of all the belts, even though it's not an official official, you know, right. the ring belt is the one that does matter to these guys. So, you're, what else can you do to sort of pump that up and to you know make the ring uh, belt? Worth, well, so, look, so much worth with that. Yeah, Lance, I've, I've, look, I've been, I've been, look, I don't think there's any secret that I own the, yeah. the, the Ring magazine. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously have it, I have it separate from, from, from Golden Boy. It's, it's a whole 
different entity and uh, separate from its, you know, from, from Golden Boy. Um, somebody else runs it for me, uh, you know, because I don't want people talking bad about me and talking bad about Golden Boy and all the, they, you know, the politics of this and that. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for me to be that voice and, and be the advocate for the, the, the ring championship belt. And nothing will change. The only thing will change is that I'm going to have that voice uh, uh, and, and it's going to be heard across the globe that the ring belt is, is the championship belt. So maybe it's time. Who knows? We'll, I'll have to think about it carefully, but um, I think maybe it's time because look, we don't charge sanctioning fees. There's no politics whatsoever. You're the best or you're not. One or two fights uh, uh, for the belt. Uh, the only way you can lose it is by losing it in the ring. That's it. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, uh, champion emeritus. There's no champion this and that. You know, there's just one champion. That's it. So I think maybe it's time for me to, uh, uh, you know, let my 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 voice be heard. Oscar, last question for me before we let you go. I know you're a busy guy. What do you think is the big big statement Virgil Ortiz can make Saturday? Do you want to see him outbox him? Do you want to see an early knockout? I, I would love to see a, a late knockout. I would love to see Virgil in some type of adversity. Um, I would love to see him uh, have to maybe change up his game plan. I would love to see him kind of, you know, figure out uh, uh, Maurice Hooker. Uh, it's, look, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a very calculated, difficult fight for him. Uh, and for both guys, I think Virgil has his hands full. I think, I think even, even Maurice has his hands full, obviously, but... I would love to see this fight end uh, in the later rounds. You're going to have uh, Terrence Crawford in the building, Oscar. Um, is it something to where you can broach that subject that quickly and try to get make that fight next for Virgil Ortiz, or is that uh, probably something that's going to be later on down the road? Yeah, no, it, it, it all depends on how he looks. It all depends on how he looks. I mean, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure Maurice Hooker has gotten some uh, great advice from uh, Terrence Crawford. Um, you know, uh, they have almost not quite, but similar styles. They're very elusive. They're slick. Um, you know, they have speed. They can think. Uh, he has the experience, Maurice. So, um, look, if Virgil beats him uh, with, no, with ease, with no problem, then uh, it's, it's something that I have to consider uh, uh, for, for, uh, for Virgil as, you know, as his next fight uh, with Crawford. Great. Oscar, thank you so much for the time. The legend himself, the golden boy, Oscar De La Hoya. All right. Watch Maurice Hooker versus Virgil Ortiz Saturday on the zone. Watch the jab. Oh, it's still there. <laughs> still rapid. <laughs> Love it. Great stuff, as always, from Oscar De La Hoya. If you're not already doing so, and I'm sure you are, you can follow Oscar on Twitter and on Instagram at Oscar De La Hoya. Lance, you know, Oscar, he does seem rejuvenated and revitalized after this whole Canelo drama. And... Now we're going to have to see what he if he can work his magic with the likes of Virgil Ortiz, Jaime Munguia, Jojo Diaz, and of course, but most importantly, Ryan Garcia. Yeah, look, Mike, I mean, Oscar De La Hoya, let's, let's reflect, reflect back upon his, his own fighting career. I mean, this is a guy who lost a handful of times. Each time he had to, like, you know, pick himself up, up off that canvas and, you know, take on someone else who was significant. And like I said in the interview, I mean, it, I'm really sort of reminded of that attitude that he had back in his, I can remember being in his office in LA 
when Richard Schaefer had lo- uh, left him. And it looks like, who's going to run this business? I mean, we both know Richard Schaefer very well. He's a very astute, uh, sound businessman. Who's going to be able to uh, you know, perform the day-to-day heavy lifting of being an executive like Richard Schaefer was? And Oscar De La Hoya raised his hand and said, let me take back control of, his co- of my company. And with Canelo Alvarez by his side, he had a, a strong partner that, you know, allowed them to flourish. Now he's in the situation where Canelo has left him, you know, like Oscar once left Bob Arum, and he's got to figure out this path forward. I mean, Oscar uh, made a reference to a fighter, uh, a female fighter that he's going to have on his card Saturday, Senecia Estrada, and how she said, you know, it was her dream to become a world champion from the time she was seven years old because she knew Oscar De La Hoya and she knew that road. Oscar De La Hoya still is a significant uh, person in this game. And when he has FaceTime with any of these free agent fighters, it means something. So he has the ability to to bring Golden Boy uh, promotions back to life. Um, it's just a matter, again, is 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 he going to be uh, willing and does he have enough time in his in his day to put in that effort to make Golden Boy as 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 great as it has been? You know, look, you know, after the conversation that we had with him today, you, you you can't deny this guy. I mean, he definitely is invested in the sport. He loves the sport like no other. Miss Saturday, Lance, we have the return of Arthur Betterbeev, the light heavyweight champion, one of the biggest punches in the sport, one of the most ferocious fighters in all of boxing. Can't wait to see him back. It's been a long time. That's going to be Betterbeev against Adam Danes on both ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. That's a double header. That starts at 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. And in the other fight, we have Alexander Bespudin against Maximiliano Ricardo Verone. So Bespudin, obviously, we're, you know, he's a well-known guy, 147-pounder, tested positive for PEDs last year after he beat uh, Butayev. So that's his return as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's going to uh, lay waste to Adam Danes, to be honest with you, Mike. And I think that that's what I, what I want to see. And I think that's what everyone wants to see. I mean, Beater Beav is, is setting himself up for uh, ultimately a, a, to add another belt to you know the two that he already has at 175 pounds. And the most logical opponent that is going to emerge is going to be Joe Smith Jr., uh, the East Coast guy with a ton of personality who has a, a, a fight next next month on ESPN against uh, uh, Russian Maxim uh, Vlasov. So, you know, look, if when those guys uh, go to battle, that's going to be an interesting fight because I've talked to a lot of people in the sport and they say Smith Smith is going to test uh, Beaterbeev's chin and see how strong it is. I think Beaterbeev has this, uh, you know, I spoke to him last week. He's got almost, you know, and it was very hard for me as a reporter to draw this out of him because it's really kind of like this silent, fierce determination that he has. But you can tell that when I asked him the question, do you want to unify 175 like Canelo Alvarez is attempting to do at 168? He said, absolutely. And if if one day that fight can be made, uh, it seems like everyone's chasing Canelo. But if Beter Beef and Canelo can get together as two uni- fully unified champions, what a heck of a bout that would be. So look, this is this is where Beater Beef's headed. He needs an easy victory to enhance his uh um his drawing power and to increase his uh, you know, his reputation as a real killer in the ring. Yeah, Lance, look, I think that could be a monster fight and it's maybe an inevitability. Better be against Canelo Alvarez. Canelo's already proven that he could fight a 175 with that incredible knockout of Sergey Kovalev, and now maybe he'll take on another Russian at some point. I know a lot of people are clamoring for Canelo Alvarez against Better B fight, 
And if Canelo can finish this year with wins over Billy Joe Saunders and Caleb Plant to become undisputed at 168, maybe he'll have his work finished there and he'll be want to move back to 175. But one last thing quick before we go, Lance. We can report that Sonny Edwards, who fights at 115, the undefeated fighter from the UK, he's going to move back down to 112 pounds and challenge South Africa's Marudi Mathalani on May 1st over in the UK. That's going to be on ESPN Plus and on BT Sport in the UK. That's a 112-pound title fight. It's a really good one, I think. Sonny Edwards undefeated. Mathalani is... He hasn't lost since 2008 when he lost to Nonita Donaire. He has a win over Casimero. Good fighter, good scrap. And that's it for today's show, everyone. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much to Oscar De La Hoya for joining us. And we'll see you all next week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.